You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. What a nail biter against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, but the Titans do end up victorious, winning 33-30 and claiming first place in the AFC South all by their lonesome. And I'm going to break down everything from the victory over the Jags on today's show. But we have a ton of amazing content coming for you this week on the Locked on Titans podcast. Going to break down the game today, but tomorrow on Tuesday's show, we will have Tic Tac Tuesday. I'll be bringing you my Tic Tac four pack, breaking down the four most impactful plays from Sunday's win. On Wednesday, we have Rewatch Wednesday, where I go through all of my additional tidbits from rewatching the game multiple multiple times. On Thursday, we have our crossover Thursday conversation. This week we will be talking to Luke from Locked On Vikings, excited for that. And Friday, of course, is our Football Friday where I give you guys my game preview with my keys to the game, players to watch, gambling fantasy, and much, much more. So a big week on the Locked On Titans podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, or whatever platform you do stream, and make sure that you follow me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans as well, so you can see all of the visual film breakdowns that I will be posting that marry up to some of these segments that we will have on the podcast this week. But a big game and a big victory for the Titans over the Jags, Tannehill was slinging it and the defense made plays when they had to most and of course Goskowski came through in the clutch so we are going to break it all down today starting off just looking at the keys to victory for the Titans after the game was played then everyone's favorite segment Tighten up and tighten down where I take a look at some of the individual performances from the Titans players and we will round out today's show with our song of the AFC South recap and take a look at what took place in the division outside of the Titans victory over the Jacks. So a lot to talk about on today's Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. Tennessee Titans came out of the gate hot on offense, scoring their first touchdown in just three plays, a long pass to Jonu Smith to open the game, culminating in a Jonu Smith touchdown pass where the Titans attacked man coverage with play action in the red zone. The Titans then forced an interception on Garner Minshew in the very first possession for the Jaguars offense, 
on a high throw by Minshew that was intercepted by rookie cornerback Christian Fulton. The Titans took advantage of a short field, and Tannehill hit Corey Davis in the end zone for a second touchdown pass, giving the Titans a 14-0 lead. But the Jacksonville Jaguars answered quick, hitting DJ Chark and then Tyler Eifert for big gains against Malcolm Butler and Kenny Vaccaro, who were targeted often in-man coverage. The next possession for both teams saw no points though as the Titans were inefficient in the run game and had penalties on theirs and then a Jack Crawford sack disrupted a Jaguars drive. Then the Titans responded with a long methodical drive combined with a bunch of short runs and short passes that ended up with Jonu Smith's second touchdown catch giving the Titans a 21-7 lead. The Jaguars were able to get a field goal on their next possession just before halftime but due to a poorly executed squib kick, the Titans took a short field and were able to respond with a field goal right before halftime to give a 24-10 score in the first half. The Jags were not ready to go out without a fight, though. They came out of halftime with an eight-minute drive where running back James Robinson ran for 35 yards and a touchdown to respond and make the score 24-17. to Then Tannehill carried the Titans down the field with different passes, leading to a nasty dime to Adam Humphreys in the end zone to extend the Titans' lead back up to 30-17 to after a missed extra point by Goskowski. But the Jaguars' offense responded again. With a drive led by rookie running back James Robinson, he ripped off big runs, led the Jags down to the end zone to score, making it 30-24. to And then the Titans' offense stalled out again, which led to another scoring drive from the Jags, a Garner Minshew touchdown to running back Chris Thompson. But the Jags kicker Josh Lambeau missed his extra point opportunity, leaving us with a tied score 30-30. to And this is where we saw the Tennessee Titans' most important players step up when it mattered most. On the next Jaguars drive, we saw Jadavian Clowney get a pressure on Garner Minshew to force an incompletion on third down that led to a Jags punt. The Titans got the ball back, used two big runs by Derrick Henry, short passes to Adam Humphreys, and an Anthony Ferkser drawn pass interference call to get down the field, which led to a Goskowski 49-yard kick to put the Titans up 33-30. to On the next drive by the Jaguars, again we saw some of the Titans' biggest players step up. A Jeffrey Simmons tipped pass at the line of scrimmage leads to a Harold Landry interception to ice the game for the Titans and give them sole possession of the lead in the AFC South. The first place Tennessee Titans through two weeks in a victory over the Jags 33-30 where the defense came to play when it mattered most despite a poor performance. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill continued to impress and the special team stepped up with kicker Goskowski making the game-winning field goal for a second week in a row. Overall, the biggest takeaways from the game is that Ryan Tannehill continues to impress at the beginning of the season. He's thrown for six touchdowns, 488 yards on 70% completion rate so far this season. The defense, while surrendering a ton of yards, close to 500 to the Jags, made plays when it mattered most, had two turnovers and two sacks on the day. And good teams 
find a way to win games when they don't play their best. And because of the lack of preseason, football will be sloppy early in the season. The Titans simply need to survive in advance, and they were able to do that in week two. So that is my game recap of the Titans 33-30 to victory over Jacksonville. I am going to go a little bit deeper next when we break down some individual performances and tighten up and tighten down. And remember, at the end of our show, I will give you guys everything that happened in the AFC South in our song of the AFC South recap as the Titans take sole possession of first place in the division. Before I do, I want to tell you guys about DoorDash. It's so often that I'm up late, I'm working on a Tic Tac Titans film breakdown, I'm working on the podcast, I don't have time to cook, I pop open my phone, I look at all of the restaurants available to me, I click one, it pulls up their full menu, I pick exactly the items that I want, and then it is delivered to my door, no hassle. You want Chinese, you want pizza, maybe even Froyo. There is something for everyone on DoorDash. And you get to continue supporting the restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash, and they need you now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants before, and now they're counting on you. Go to DoorDash right now. Many of your favorite local restaurants are going to be there and DoorDash has contactless deliveries so they can keep your community safe. Right now, my listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED ON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. Just download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED ON. Don't forget that is code LOCKED ON for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or we blame ourselves and say, I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day, honey. I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, it's safe, and best of all, it's totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and as I mentioned, incredibly discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com com slash locked on NFL get roman.com slash locked on NFL it is time for everyone's favorite tighten up and tighten down let's take a look at some individual performances from the Tennessee Titans victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars first off and foremost one of my biggest takeaways from the game one of the keys to the game for the Titans that I talked about at length in our first segment was the performance of Ryan Tannehill again 
18 for 24, 239 yards, four touchdowns. That for the season is 488 total yards, six touchdowns, tied for the league lead, 70% completion, 120 passer rating. Ryan Tannehill has been absolutely fantastic. The run game has been inefficient, to say the least. It hasn't been terrible, like most people are saying, just because we're not seeing the home run, uh, you know, paint jobs that we typically would get from Derrick Henry, but the run game has been inefficient. That is the big knock on it, but Tannehill has been doing it in the short and intermediate game. He's been getting out in the play-action boot, taking the running lanes that are available to him if they're there, just making all the plays. He was 4 of 4 for 44 yards and 4 touchdowns in the red zone for the Titans. I mean, I can't talk enough about how fantastic Ryan Tannehill has been, and with all the hate that he continues to receive, I mean, at some point, People who actually watch the games are going to have to stop hating on Ryan Tannehill. He's been too fantastic. Through two weeks, he's been the Titans MVP, no doubt about it. Next, Jonu Smith. I mean, if you want a secondary MVP on the defense or on the offensive side of the ball, it's got to be Jonu Smith. Four catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns, open the game like a bat out of hell, a long 60-yard completion, ended up getting a touchdown, got another one later when the Jags went to zone in the red zone to try to stop the Titans, got around a dropping defensive lineman, pushed over a linebacker to get into the end zone. Absolutely fantastic from Jonu Smith. He wasn't as good in the run game blocking, but we're going to forget about that because of how impactful he has been in the passing game. Another receiving threat, Adam Humphreys. I don't know if you guys realize this, but on Friday's show, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I told all of y'all, Jonu Smith, Adam Humphreys, fire him up in daily fantasy. Stack him with Ryan Tannehill. Too much value there. A great opportunity against a bad secondary. Once again, that actually played out. Humphreys, five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown was absolutely fantastic. He's so good at finding the holes in a zone or in a short or intermediate route, beating his man and man coverage quickly just to get open, and he doesn't try to do a lot after the catch. He secures the catch, he gets the yards that are available for him, and he keeps the drive moving. So you have to respect Adam Humphreys. And then another receiving threat who stepped up big, not just for his catches, but for his activity, and that is Adam Ferkser, four catches, 45 yards, and like I said, it's not just the catches that he got, he drew a critical pass interference on Miles Jack late in the game, so Anthony Ferkser going up against linebackers in man coverage, sitting down in zones, he is like the tight end version of Adam Humphreys, and it's really, really important for the Titans to be able to line up in two tight end sets and keep base defenses on the field, but one of those tight ends be practically be a slot receiver when you have Ferkser out there, so absolutely fantastic day from Ferkser, really impressive there. On the defensive side of the ball, I thought Harold Landry was fantastic throughout the day, holding up in the run game. Obviously not a great performance for the Titans against the run, but I thought Landry did a good job in the run game. He had multiple pressures out there despite not getting a sack, and then that interception at the end to seal it, he just always seems to be making the big play when it matters most. The pressure on Drew Locke last week. Harold Landry makes plays when it matters most. 
Also, defensive lineman Jack Crawford. I thought he was great against the run. Uh, he ruined a drive at one point in time with a, a sack. He also had a tackle for loss in the game. I thought Jack Crawford, he was a big question mark for me coming into the season. A little-known player who's been mostly a rotational and role player in his career. I thought he's been pretty good throughout these first two games, but especially today, I thought Crawford made a big impact. And although Jeffrey Simmons was the person who had the tip pass that led to the interception for the game winner, it was Jack Crawford who was right there next to Simmons who got a little bit, maybe not a piece of it, but was in that window, in the visual window for Gardner Minshew making it difficult. So Jack Crawford was right there doing his job as well. Pretty impressed by Crawford today. And then the pass blocking. I do want to mention that before we go. Uh, offensive linemen don't get a lot of credit. The Titans' offensive line wasn't dominant in the run game today like they were in the playoffs last year, but they really held up in pass blocking. Only allowed one sack on the day so you have to give credit where credit is due and the offensive line kept Tannehill upright so that he could have the tremendous performance that he had on Sunday. And finally, we have to show more love to kicker Steven Goskowski. Three for four on his extra points. Yeah, I hate that he missed an extra point. But two for two on his field goals, a 51-yarder, and then a 49-yarder for the win. I mean, these aren't... These aren't short field goals. These aren't bunnies like last week, the 25-yarder. These are 49, 50-yard field goals. I mean, he's getting his confidence back, and this is why I talked about last week on the show, you don't cut Goskowski now. The Titans have been going through. The, I gave an example. You keep running through girlfriends, running through girlfriends, running through girlfriends, never, never settling down with anybody, and by the end of it, you're going to have no girls who want to date you because you dated all their friends, you dated them already. You're not going to have any options left. The Titans had a terrible season with kickers last year. Yes, Goskowski was up and down last week, to say the least, but you can't just keep trying out different kickers and rolling them through here all the time like speed dating. you got to settle down at some point in time, and I think the Titans should show confidence in Goskowski, show that they believe in him, and this is the result. Goskowski was, for the most part, very good for the Titans today compared to what they've got over the last year or so. So glad to see him have some success. Hopefully he can get his mojo back. He is one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history. As for the Titan Downs, the number one Titan Down isn't even a player. It's a, a, a unit, and that's the run defense. The Titans' run defense was absolutely terrible. They gave up 165 yards on the ground, and that's just unacceptable. And the big part about it for me is the Titans, it seems like they came out of halftime with a 14-point lead, and it was kind of like a basketball team that gets up by 20 and starts to relax on their defensive principles and starts to play iso ball and starts to settle for jumpers instead of going to the hole. The Titans' defense came out in the second half and acted like the game was over. Their offense had done enough, and they're good to go. And it showed in the ground game. They just weren't physically up to the task uh, against the, the run of the Jags late in the game. Defensive consistency in general. Like I said, when it mattered most, the Titans were able to get stops. They were able to get pressure. But throughout the game, the consistency in coverage, the consistency in getting pressure on the quarterback, it's just not there right now. And of course, like I said, I'm not panicking. The first four weeks, I expected some, some strangeness, some sloppy football. But the Titans have to get the consistency cleaned up and hopefully maybe some health in the next few weeks on the defensive side of the ball will help them do that. Derrick Henry... I don't want to crush him. This is like a miniature uh, tightened down. Again, 
The offensive line isn't blowing big holes, but Henry isn't necessarily getting all of the yards that are available to him either. 3.4 yards per carry, under 4 yards per carry again for a second week. 25 carries for 84 yards. He is second in the NFL in rushing yards right now, though, after two weeks with 200 yards. So that's why I said I'd, I don't want to kill the guy here or say he's doing terrible. But the Titans simply aren't being efficient enough in the run game. Henry's partly to blame. The offensive line is partly to blame as well. But the Jags have the time. I'm a possession battle, 33-23, to 23, and the Titans simply just can't let that happen. They have to be more effective in the run game. And then Malcolm Butler, he was just targeted all day. Same with Kenny Vaccaro in man coverage. The Titans played mostly man coverage throughout the day. That's their go-to at the end of the day. But when the Titans are in man, Malcolm Butler and Kenny Vaccaro just get targeted over and over and over again. And it's no surprise that they led the team in tackles. Vaccaro had 10 tackles on the day. Butler had eight tackles on the day. Uh, DJ Chark had 84 yards on four catches. Teams are going after Malcolm Butler. They're going after Kenny Vaccaro in the red zone manned up against tight ends. It's something the Titans have to adjust to. Tyler Eifer and O'Shaughnessy combined for seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. The Titans still struggling mightily against tight ends. And on third downs, the Titans defense has to find a way to improve 10 for 14 on third downs for the Jags offense. Not going to get it done as the Titans progress throughout the season. But that is my individual performances and tighten up. Tighten down. We are going to cap off today's show with Song of the AFC South recap and take a look at the other results in the AFC South with our division rivals. Before we get into that, though, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. Last time we had a deal with Built Bar here, you guys sold out their inventory because the product speaks for itself. Built Bars were delicious before with their 12 original flavors, but now they're even more delicious, sir, with six brand new flavors, the caramel brownie, the cookies and cream, the cherry barcia, the lemon almond cheesecake, the carrot cake, and the apple almond crisp. The built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew, and they're incredibly refreshing after a little bit of a time spent in the refrigerator. But it's not just the taste. Built Bars are great for any health conscious guy or girl. They can help you lose or maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for a keto diet as well. And right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On. And even if you use the code before, it has been relaunched. So go to BuiltBar.com use promo code Locked On. You're going to get $10 off your next order and get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. So once again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off and a free cooler with your purchase. Ah, uh, let's cap off this Victory Monday with a little song of the AFC South recap. Take a look at what happened in the AFC South outside of the Titans game against the Jags. Before we dive into those results, do want to remind you guys, Tuesday is Tick Tack Tuesday. Going to be bringing you guys my Tick Tack 4-pack, the four most impactful plays from the Titans victory. Wednesday will be Rewatch Wednesday, where I give you all of my extra insights, my additional tidbits from my rewatches of the game. 
Thursday is crossover Thursday. We are going to have Luke on from Locked On Vikings to preview the game against Minnesota this upcoming weekend. And then, of course, Football Friday, where I get you guys ready for the game with my keys to the game, my players to watch, my schematic preview, and everything from gambling to fantasy to the latest updates on injury. But let's dive into the Song of the AFC South recap. First and foremost, of course, the Titans beat the Jags. That is a division loss for the Jags. It also brings them down to 1-1 one and one on the season after that win against the Colts in Week 1. And speaking of... Let's take a look at the result from the Colts game. The Colts played the Minnesota Vikings, who the Titans will see in Minnesota next week, so we need to pay some extra attention to that game. The Colts keep uh, showing us our line and reading the green for us, you could say, to a point, so I will have my eye on that Vikings-Colts game and make sure that I bring you guys all of the information I glean from my rewatch of that game, but... The initial takeaways that I have here, the Colts defense just destroyed Kirk Cousins. Cousins had three interceptions. He was tackled for a safety during the game. I don't know if it was that the Colts defense was so good or that Cousins was just absolutely miserable. Uh, That's something I'm going to find out from watching the tape, but that was something that popped out to me is how bad the Vikings were on offense, specifically in the passing game. And then on offense for the Colts, rookie running back Jonathan Taylor took the starting opportunity and was fantastic. He went over 100 yards on the day. The Colts rushing attack had 180 yards total. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous from an NFL team. A great day, a great game on the ground for the Colts. Clearly, that is the foundation of their team with that fantastic offensive line. So obviously, the Titans will have to watch for that when they play the Colts later in the season. But Phillip Rivers had an interception had a a fumble that was forced that the Colts ended up recovering. Phillip Rivers still looks like he's prone to turn over the ball. If you can hold up against the Colts rushing attack and make Phillip Rivers beat you, that seems to be like the best way to try to beat the Colts. But Mo Alley-Cox had five catches for 111 yards. Uh, I'm not quite certain what the Vikings defense was doing. I know that they're incredibly banged up. Those are things that you can't expect to repeat, but a a great game from the Colts who were able to beat the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 28 to 11. Moving into the Texans, just finishing up the Texans game as I'm recording right now. The Texans are going to lose that game 33 to 16 against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, let me say this the Baltimore Ravens are a great team, the Kansas City Chiefs are a great team. So the Texans being 0-2, there are definitely positive ways as a Texans fan that you could spin that. That might be the two best teams in the entire NFL. But here is what's shocking. The Texans gave up 200 rushing yards to the Ravens. I know that the Ravens have a great rushing attack, but I was mind blown by the Vikings giving up 180 to the Colts. Definitely blows my mind that the Texans can give up 200 rushing yards to the Ravens. I know a lot of teams have done that, you know, especially in 2019, but if the Texans want to be a contender for the division for the playoffs, like they certainly expect to be internally, that is unacceptable right there. So clearly the Texans are having trouble stopping the run. And on the flip side of that, 
the Texans had about 50 yards rushing, and 15 of that was Deshaun Watson. So the Texans can't run the ball with any consistency. They lost, well, they got rid of, by choice, voluntarily got rid of their best weapon in the passing game. Deshaun Watson is running for his life. No one's creating separation. They can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. Uh, The Texans are in disarray right now, and where the Titans are in a very, very positive position, their first 2-0 start since 2004, I believe, 2008 it could have been, 2004 is what I'm going with right now, Uh, the Titans' first 2-0 start in a really, really long time, if you flip that, starting out 0-2, the odds are historically speaking, you're not really going to have a chance at making the playoffs. So very interesting to watch the AFC South going forward, but the Titans are in sole possession of first place in the AFC South after Sunday, leading the division at 2-0 with the Jags and the Colts at 1-1 and the Texans at 0-2. But I am going to be back with you guys for Tic Tac Tuesday. We will have the Tic Tac 4-pack tomorrow breaking down the four most impactful plays from the victory over the Jags. Also, make sure that you follow me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, so you don't miss the visual breakdown that I pair up with our Tic Tac 4-pack segment in tomorrow's show. And if you're going to follow me on Twitter, you might as well go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast as I have a ton of content coming your way, not only this week, but throughout the entire season here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But that is going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.